Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Get Your Happy On Hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons, on 93.7 The Ticket. Got to give a big shout-out to Matt Warner and his team out there in Waverly, the Empire Fencing and Net Netting Company. Man, those guys are doing big things and very uh, very happy to have y'all as a sponsor. You know, I uh, I had an interesting week, and I want to share this with you right quick before we get the show started. You know, I celebrated a birthday uh, tomorrow, be a week ago, and had... Yeah, I had a great week. Everything was really well, you know, and I'm feeling really blessed to to see another birthday. And I'm also feeling blessed that uh, I'm still here. You know, I don't take anything for granted. And life is one of the most precious gifts I think anyone can have. And sometimes I think people assume and take stuff for granted. And that's just not who I am. So, you know, helping others and making people feel good about themselves is very important to me. Um, I try to, I try to use a sense of humor with it because sometimes it's, you know, it can be taken the wrong way, but I, I don't really have an issue with, with me, but I, I don't like seeing people unhappy. And if I can do something to help people, if it's within my power, chances are I'm going to do it, which brings me to my guest tonight. You know, we're going to, we're going to get into a lot of stuff, but I just want y'all to know this is a really good friend of mine, and this guy here is a special guy, and he has a special story. I want to say welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you, Ricky. How Thank you, you. How you doing, young man? I'm good. I've been uh, all day at a bike race uh, playing music, and it, I'm, I have to admit I'm a little tired, but I've been on my feet all day and and. Uh, trying to help in my cycling community by by playing music for the guys as they're racing around the track. Well, see, Scott, that was, that's big part of this show I want to talk about. I, but I want to bag up because I know a lot more than the, the listeners know. So I want the listeners to know what I know. So let's start okay. off with where did you grow up, Scott? I grew up mostly in Omaha. Um, I, I lived a lot of different places, you know, mostly Omaha. I grew up a Nebraska fan since I was six, seven years old. Okay, and um, okay. ha- having Jeff Kinney on last week was interesting because when I became a fan when he played that game in century, ah. uh, six or seven, <laughs> six years old when that game went on. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Jeff Kinney is my big brother, man. And he's a well-known player. So I'm glad that you had a chance to, to check that out. But Scott, you grew up in Omaha. What high school did you go to? I went to Burke uh, my sophomore year, and then we moved out to Aurora, Colorado, midway through my sophomore year of high school. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I grew up mostly in, in the Maple Village area, which is like 90th and Maple, between 108th and, Ma- and, and Maple. Okay, okay. Um, some people may know uh, I'm related to the family that owned Mr. C's Restaurant, which was in uh, North Omaha, like 30th and Fort. Oh, okay. And it, it was open for over 50 years. It was, it was kind of an institution in Omaha. It's called Mr. C's. Yep. Okay. And, uh, my cousin, David Coniglia still sells the salad dressing and the tomato salad. <laughs> you, you can get it at the local grocery stores there in Omaha. Oh man. That's what's the, well, Scott, yeah. tell us, uh, tell us about, uh, after you, 
So I'm assuming you graduated high school in, in Colorado. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in, in a little a little town called Glenwood Springs up near Aspen. Okay. Okay. And now after after high school, what was next for Scott? Uh, I became a big nightclub DJ. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I was going, I was, I was wondering before I even got to that question, I was wondering how did he even get into that? Uh, you know, I just, uh, a friend of mine owned a, back in, in Colorado, they had these bars or three, two bars and, uh, the DJ didn't show up one day for a, a teenage birthday party. And I took over and I, I got, I got it in my blood and just couldn't <laughs> let it go for a long time. So you, you became a DJ now, Scott. Now, yeah, you know if, see, I know you, but yep, but if someone would have just told me with, without me knowing you that you was once a DJ, I'd have been like, eh, I'm not sure about that. But apparently, you, yeah. apparently, you had some skills because you did that for quite a <laughs> while. Yeah, I did it for about 12, 12 to thirteen years before wow. I kind of faded faded out of that. I got you. I mean, okay, so after the DJ, then what, what was next for Scott? Uh, I became a financial advisor. Financial advisor. Now, did you do that in, where'd you start that at? Uh, there's a little, 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 little company in Omaha called Mutual of Omaha. Ah, Maybe you're familiar I with that? I think I've heard of that place. Yeah. I started with them, uh, kind of cut my teeth uh, with Mutual of Omaha, and then <laughs> I came to work for Northwestern Mutual, and that's who I work for today. Wow, okay, okay. Well, Scott, let me ask you this. You moved to to the state I'm very familiar with. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, and um, I've been to your hometown a couple times. Wants to see you get wants to you wants to see you uh, give a show. Oh, you went. That's right. You showed up for the documentary show and then. In the big yep. city of Greenville, Texas. <laughs> that little theater. That little, that little theater is cool. Oh, yeah, man. That, a great friend of mine, uh, Barbara Haran, owns that theater. And she uh, she came back to Greenville and and bought that theater. And she invested quite heavily in to restoring it. And she's well, done. She, she, did a, she did a fabulous job. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably one of the most well-kept secrets in downtown Greenville. Mm -hmm. So Barbara's done a wonderful job with that, you know, and I got to thank you too, man, for coming to the, to the documentary screening. That meant a lot to me because I mean, you're, you're, you're in the Dallas area, right? Right. So for you to take time out of your day to come down and, and, and support the, the screening, I just want to say publicly, thank you. Well, you're, you're welcome. And, and friendships need to be nurtured and supporting you coming out to see you you know, in action and, and support your, your documentary and making sure that, you know, you're, you're sharing your story. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I just want you to know, like I, I tell people all the time and they probably get tired of hearing me say it, but I will continue to say it. I don't take anything for granted, you know, and I just appreciate when people take time out of their busy day to support something that I'm a part of. And it just means a lot to me. You know, Scott, I was also wanting to know about this. Uh, I want you to share with us about what made you get into bike, bike racing or cycling? <laughs> How did that you come know, about? Well, I was on a group ride, and let's just say some guy 
say said some nice not nice things about me. Oh. I said and he kind of like he kind of pushed a button on me and I'm like, okay. <laughs> In other words, he wasn't very nice at all. <laughs> no, he I mean he was he, Troopy totally challenged me to fight him on a bicycle and I'm like, come on man, it's a bicycle. And, and then some, <laughs> well, his friend his this friend has jumped in and I'm like, okay. All right. Challenge accepted, and that's kind of <laughs> how I. That's kind of how I started. Say um, once that happened, it was on and popping. <laughs> it, it was fun. I mean, it, it's 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 an intense sport. It's no, a very when, intense when, sport. when was this challenge? Uh, when did this challenge happen? Oh, so this is probably about twelve years ago. Wow. Okay. 12. So it, it was. I mean, I was well into my forties when I started racing bikes. Wow. Okay. And you, and, and, you know, Scott, that's a, that's, that's a very competitive sport and, yeah. <laughs> and you gotta be in shape too. Cause you can't, cause, uh, I, I've never tried it and I'll be honest with you. I, but I've watched it and man, those races are, they look like they're very challenging. Well, you know, I wrestled in high school and oh. it's it's very similar from uh, an endurance and aerobic uh, perspective. You're, when you're on the mat, it's like, go. Yeah, go, right. go, 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 go. And bike racing, uh, the type of bike racing I do, they're called criteriums. It's very similar from an aerobic perspective. It's like, go. And well, it's, in, it's intense. Yeah, well, now how long are these races that you be... I mean, what's the um, distance? Well, they're timed events. Uh, I mean, they have like the the races I that they are road races, and they're typically those are mile mile mileage based. Um, but the criteriums that I've done are, you know, you're usually 30, 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what level you're at. Right. Wow. So that's just go 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 for like a straight hour sometimes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Well. Count me out, Scott. <laughs> you know, but I I wish you well, but count me out. Well, I, it, it's I'll tell you the worst part is when you crash because you typically lose a lot of skin. Sometimes uh, you damage your bike. Yeah, it's it's sometimes you break collarbones. Thank yeah, you. thankfully I've never had that happen to me. Yeah, well, you've been very blessed then because that's a yes. that's a very challenging sport. You know, I yes. I was also uh, I was just sitting there thinking about some of the the jobs. So you went into financial advisor. You now, I mean, you did you do any other jobs besides that, or you just jumped right into that and stayed with it? Uh, no, besides I, I mean, the DJ. Besides the DJ, yeah, I, uh, I worked. There's a big bike store here in town called Bike Mart, and I, when I was still DJing, I was doing that because, you know, quite honestly, back then you had to have a side hustle because you couldn't make make enough money being just a DJ. Right, I got you. Um, so I have a relationship with with this bike store here called Bike Mart, and it's it's a very big store, and I've worked there occasionally, but you know, I've pretty much been doing what I've been doing since ninety four, ninety five. Wow, wow, and you know, just it's kind of amazing how small this world really is because some of the some of the friends that you you have in the Dallas area are people that I know. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and well, yeah. Go ahead. They're all they're they're all related to Nebraska, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I'm gonna, 
I want. I hope those guys are listening. If not, I need you to do me a, a favor. Yeah. Remind them that uh, you might be getting a call from Ricky C. Simmons about being a um, guest on my show. Yeah, well, there's EW. You need to check. You need to you need to push him a little bit. Yeah, well, well, you know, and, and for those you don't know who that is, I'm gonna put it out there so that way he <laughs> he knows. Eric Warfield, <laughs> we need you on the show. So just well, know, just know that you have definitely been informed. Well, Carell Carell Buckhalter's down here too. Yeah, Carell. You can get on the show as well, young yep. man. We love to have you. Like I say, man, I I like people to be on the show that, you know, that's like yourself. You know, I mean, people right. that that do positive things and that people are trying to be just positive people. Period. Because I feel like society is already giving the uh, negativity too much attention. Yep. So I just want to again, you know, just let those guys know. In case they're not listening, if you happen to cross paths, just say, hey, man, I was on Ricky's show, and he's already planting seeds that he wants you guys to. <laughs> well, I, I told Eric I was going on the show. Oh, did you? Just, yeah, so whether he's listening or not or, or watching. That's, that's all right. I got his phone number just like you do, see, so uh, I, I, I can definitely reach him. Eric was probably on the golf course today, if, if I'm knowing what Man, Eric's that, doing. Man, you know what? The weather's that nice down there that y'all can get on the golf course. I'm a little jealous. I, I have, well, it was nice here, but it rained a little bit. But it was it was in the 60s. Oh yeah, yesterday and today. Oh yeah. Yeah, well that that's golf and weather. Yeah, that's golf. So Scott, tell me some other things that that I don't know about Scott. Man, what what are some of your interests? Well, I'm a big music fan. Uh, I love all kinds of music. Um, my girlfriend Lisa and I have been to a lot of concerts over the last couple of years. We've been dating a little over two years, and we've seen several concerts around the around the country. Uh, recently, we went out to see a a festival uh, of music acts from the '80s. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Devo was there. You remember them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> All these cool there is it's right there on Huntington Beach, you know, north in Orange County, California. Okay. And uh, we like to go do that. Um, like to obviously ride my bike. I uh, like to have, have friends that uh, do different things. Um, I, I'm a big concert goer, big music lover. Uh, that's one of my biggest passions. Cycling, obviously. And there's a little. There's a little team that plays there in Lincoln that I'm a big fan of too. Oh, you wouldn't be talking about. I think it starts with an H. Yeah, it's called the Huskers. Yeah. The Huskers. That's what. I mean, I wasn't sure, but I was taking a guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I wear my heart on heart on my sleeve when whenever they lose, uh, and I I get up tight. And I, when I was younger, I used to throw things at the TV, but not so much anymore. I control my emotions a little bit. Well, well, but, hope hopefully we getting that worked out so that you won't have to be throwing stuff and, and getting all worked up. Hopefully we start getting some some wins this, this coming season. That's the plan. Well, all, all indicators from last season uh, look, look like they're trending up. Yeah, yeah, I, and I feel good about it as well. Like I said, I, yep. I'm a huge Husker fan as well. I, I just want them to be successful because, because of the hindsight factor more than anything because a lot of those guys, especially when you're actually in it, 
you don't realize it until after you're not in it. You know, how people mm-hmm. kind of judge you by your your performance. Hey, Scott, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to okay. come right back with you, man, because you got some other okay. stuff I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Don't you guys yeah, go we anywhere. Do. We'll be right back. All right. Get your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, we back. I'll be real honest with you. I'm pretty shocked. Got some people tuning in and they making it known. So I'm going to have to get a little help from Ben over there on the, working the board. Ben, we got any comments? Oh, yeah. On the stream, we got Brett, Rodney, Theoa, and Carla, all saying they're watching. What? Hey, man. Much love to all y'all. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me, especially my my little brother down in Tulsa and my big brother up in Minneapolis. Man, I appreciate the love and support. And Theola said something about Mr. C's, didn't she? Yeah, he said Mr. C is the best. Mr. C's is the best. So, Scott, if you're listening... <laughs> you gotta know that somebody from North Omaha recognizes Mr. C's. That's a man, that's that's special. Well, Scott, I got another question for you. And this here is gonna be something that, you know, I want you to share only what you choose to share. But you you recently done something that really, really caught my attention that it took, in my opinion, it took a lot of courage. And you have to be a good person to even consider it. You feel comfortable sharing what you uh, what you've done here recently? Oh sure, yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Well, tell it, us, give us give us give us the backstory and, and everything. Just want okay. to hear about well, this. So, so I have a friend who's a, a former client of mine that uh, it's probably over twenty years that I've known him, and we have mutual friends and. He, he had referred me to some of his friends. They become became friends, and uh, one of them one of them actually is a, 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 just a coincidence that we were mutual friends of the same friend uh, who's a big Nebraska fan as well. Um, he told me that my friend Kevin. Uh, I'm not going to give his last name because that's not fair to him. Right. That my friend Kevin um, was in some serious uh, health problems with his kidney um and he'd been on dialysis for three years mm-hmm. and one of our other friends jason had said hey i'm going to go get tested at the mayo clinic to see if i can be a donor for kevin and i said okay i said i thought to myself why don't i just do that too and they, I've learned a lot about that whole process. Um, they have this paired donation where, uh, had it not been a, a match for him, I could have given my kidney and that would have you know, moved him up towards the front of the line uh, to, to get a kidney uh, transplant. Um, so obviously uh, my friend Jason, 
he didn't fare so well through the through the uh, process of of being evaluated. And so in August of last year, I went out to Phoenix um, and got tested. They did like 48 different tests just to see if I was a match or uh, eligible for donation. And I tell you, if you ever get sick, that's the place to go. Um, some of the best doctors in the world. And I'll get, there's a side story to that that I'll tell more about once, once they tell a little bit more about what happened. Okay. Um, so, so I go out to Phoenix. Um, I do all these tests. I, I come back to Dallas. I'm, I'm you know, thinking in the back of my head, when I'm going to find the results, when I'm going to find out if I'm eligible to donate, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, some friends, some co-employees, co-workers with my company uh, were sponsoring a, a movie uh, that talked about, it was a documentary on, on, kid, on kidney donation, uh, basically strangers giving strangers their kidneys. Mm-hmm. And so we went down there and we talked to some of the people that had donated their kidneys through the, through the years. And there's one guy in, that lives in Malibu that had done it back in 2002. I'm like, wow, that was a long time ago. They said, you'll be fine, et cetera, et cetera. But earlier in that day, before we went to this documentary, the Mayo Clinic happened to call on that day. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, are they gonna, am I going to be eligible? So forth and so on. And I got to tell you, if, if I wasn't a direct match, I possibly could have backed out of it. And, it, and again, you can back out at any time up to when they roll you into the surgery room, you can say, yeah, I don't want to do this. Right, right. Um, so I get the call from Mayo Clinic in the afternoon. It's on a Friday. Uh, the nurse who, who does all the logistics calls me up to say, Scott, I want to let you know that you're eligible to donate. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and, and not only that, you're a direct match for your friend, Kevin. Wow. And I said to myself, wow. And because I had kiddingly off the cuff shared with Kevin, we text back and forth. I said, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if I was actually a direct match for you? This was after I had gone to Phoenix, somewhere in between the time that I was told that I was a direct match for him. I shot him a text. Hey, wouldn't it be wild if I ended up being a direct match for you? And sure enough, Wow. Uh, I was a direct match for him. Wow. So so you went through with the process. Is that what I'm understanding? I did. Um, the week after Thanksgiving. So the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, uh, they you know, wheeled me into the operating room at the Mayo Clinic in Phoenix. And two hours later, he had a new kidney in him. My wow. kidney. And by the way, I, I named it Cornhusker. because he's he's a longhorn i said from now on if they're not playing nebraska you got you you, if they're not playing texas you got to root for the the corn huskers (laughs) so in other words you gave you gave a a texas longhorn fan a kidney yeah let's hope we didn't give them too much life you know we don't want we don't want the longhorn getting too much life um (laughs) But yeah, so it's kind of a running joke now, I guess. Um, so he, just to tell you a little bit about 
Kevin and, and kind of with the journey, some of these people that that are on dialysis. Um, I learned that it's uh, through the, to the documentary that I went to go see filmed that there's a lot of people of color mm -hmm. that suffer with diabetes and diabetes obviously wreaks havoc on your on your kidneys. And a lot of those folks have to have dialysis and a lot of folks of color and, I, and I'm just calling it what it is. Right, right, right. Because the stats are out there. And a lot of those people of color are, are kind of leery and kind of, I don't, know, I don't know if I want to give up a kidney or if I want to receive a kidney. Yeah, and, right. Uh, I can tell you that my friend Kevin was on dialysis for about three years. And if you don't know anything about that, you, you can't urinate uh, when you're on dialysis. And he had a port in his chest up here. Yeah. And, and literally, uh, after I came out of the surgery, um, it, it, I don't. I only felt like little pain in my in my kind of my lap muscle on the left side because that's what the kidney they took out mm -hmm. um, for like a day or two. It didn't hurt at all. I mean, I, I mean, I felt that it was gone. But I wasn't in any pain, so to speak, from giving up. It was all done through laparoscopic surgery. Um, so it was a pretty simple process, actually. Um, now, I've learned through the journey that I have a friend is probably listening tonight, um, my friend Mike Herrick. And his son um, has a little condition. And I learned that through his wife. Just happening, I was going through the some after, maybe before labs, I can't remember, that I had to finish up at LabCorp and I bumped into his wife, Laura, mm -hmm. and they shared a story about their son. And you, you get to find out all these different stories once you share your story that it's out there and people, need, they need desperately need kidneys. And it's really not that hard to give up a kidney because you only need one to live on. Gotcha, gotcha. I still say it's just a great act of courage and just it takes a special person to even consider it because, I mean. Uh, well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you make it sound like it's no big deal, but to me it is a big deal. Well, and I appreciate that. It, it's, it, someone had to step up for my friend Kevin. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I mean, I, I totally understand it. But like I say, it's one thing to talk about it and say it, you know, but to right. actually do it, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, to me, dude, that's 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 big. I mean, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I don't know what to say other than, man, that's that's special. And it's something, it's like a an act of kindness that you did not have to do. No. But you but chose I, to do I, it. I, I, I did it freely, free and willing. The only thing that I had, and the only change it's had in my life um, going forward is I didn't drink a ton of water every day. I mean, a ton. I drink like three liters of water a day. Some people don't drink a liter a day of water, but yeah. they want me just to clean out the kidney and the one the one I have remaining, and, and it, it's a lot of water every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's quite a bit of water. I mean, yeah, it's quite a bit of water. But no, Scott, I just want you to know, man, that I appreciate the fact that you shared that with everybody because 
it needs to be heard, man. I mean, <clears throat> we're so quick to give attention to things that aren't positive. I just felt like that was a very positive thing, and I'm, you know, I'm just glad that you was willing to share that because I, I, I appreciate that, and, and it, it's, it, it, it wasn't that hard of a decision for me. It really, truly wasn't. Um, uh, you know, there was my, my my girlfriend Lisa was very supportive. She was there. She was a caregiver. Um, I'm very thankful for her that that she took time out of her job to go to Phoenix and take care of me because you can't fly, get on a plane and fly right after, after the surgery. You got to stay there for a week. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Um, it, it was like I said, it was the right thing to do. Somebody needed to do it. So the recovery um, process from actually doing it to being back to where you know you felt normal that was pretty quick. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean, literally, uh, I, I I stayed in in the Scottsdale area. I, I didn't bump into Scott. Um, I didn't bump into Scott Frost, though, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, I, had to, I had to throw that one. Uh, um, that's all good. <laughs> but. Um, no, uh, I was actually walking that that day. Um, they released me like the next day. I was only I was only in the hospital overnight, and then they released me. Um, funny, the, the funny thing about it is the guy who did the surgery, the surgeon who did the doctor who did the surgery, is is Paul Andrews. And if you're a fan of the Baltimore Ravens, you may know his son, Mark Andrews. Oh yeah, uh, he's a tight end. Yeah, he's a tight end. Yeah, okay. His, his father is the one that uh, did the surgery and took my kidney out. Wow, small world again. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Small world. Well, Scott, you know the one thing I can honestly say, man, is I'm glad that you you're okay. And, Thank you. You know, and I'm just glad that you were will again. You were willing to do that. You know, I also gotta I gotta talk to you about something else. I'm just curious to know how soon did you get back on a bicycle after the process? Uh, they didn't want me riding a bike and I'm not back to at it full. Um, they didn't want me riding a bike for four to six weeks, um, okay. mostly because of the risk of hernia. Uh, they didn't want you, you know, picking up anything 10 pounds or more for at least four weeks. And okay. That makes sense. And I started to ride the bike. I, I have it. They have these smart trainers there. You can ride virtually. It's kind of like, um, like riding a bicycle on an Xbox. Um, oh yeah. It's some wild stuff. <laughs> <I got you. laughs> if, you're, if you don't know about it, it it's, it's actually pretty cool. Um, you can basically ride all anywhere in the world, um, via a computer and a TV screen. Um, so I did that a little bit, uh, and then I'm riding, starting to ride now, but it was really a four to six weeks where I could get it back on the bike in full. And then even then they wanted me to just gradually get into it. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't get into no heavy competition. Yeah. Uh, I had the chance to race today. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, be smart now. You, you know, yeah. you, you gotta live, you gotta at least give the doctors the, the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Yeah. So I respect you know, that. I try to be a compliant. Yeah, I think I that's try to be smart. A compliant patient. Yeah, I think that's smart. 
Now, Scott, let's talk. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm Sorry. listening. No, I'm no, listening. No, no, no. You said let's talk I about want, what? I want to know what happened to you. What else happened to you this week? Uh, there, there's something, some not not just a birthday either. Something else happened to you this I, week. I, 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 I'm drawing a blank. Uh, let me see. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I received a partial pardon, and uh, uh, the hearing was Monday, actually on my birthday, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Felt really good about it because, you know, and this sounds kind of harsh coming from me, but, you know, I Coach Osborne had really pushed for this, and I just went through the process. Uh, I actually filled out the application in 2020 during COVID, actually. And um, it took him four years to get me a hearing date, but got it and, you know, and had some success. And basically, you know, the pardon really means to me that, It'll open up some doors for me to help others. I really have a passion for wanting to help people that are in like treatment centers or in in the prison system, you know, that are potentially getting out in six months or less. And this hopefully will open some doors for me to do that. I just think that that's a population that's underserved. And I say that because I've been in that situation. And I understand the importance. Uh, a lot of times when you get released from prison, you know, the credibility is zero. Uh, no one really believes in you. No one thinks you're going to have a chance at being successful or a productive member of society. And I just want to be an example for to give some hope to people that are incarcerated, that are getting ready to be uh, introduced back into society. So that's uh, that was the meaning of that. But I had a lot of people that was very supportive. Uh, a lot of, I mean, to have Coach Osborne there and Senator Reeder Sanders there on my on my behalf, and Randy J. Goodwin. I mean, Michael Hunter, my son Tyler Bullock. I mean, it was a lot. I had a I had a really nice support system there. You know, uh, actually. Um, Kim Kelly came down from from uh, Omaha, surprised me. I didn't expect to see her there. And then Beverly was there. So, I mean, it was just a nice, it was a nice uh, feeling to be surrounded by people that, you know, that support you. And it was something that, you know, that I guess now that I look back on it, it was a positive. And, you know, and that's a part of the story that I can add to speaking going forward, you know, and I think we'll even, we had a little interview that was done on uh, Channel 7 out of Omaha, and I think we may even be adding that to the end of the documentary because if you remember in the documentary, that was one of the questions that kind of left left people guessing because it said I was waiting to hear for a pardon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now we got that, so we might be adding that as well. Well, everybody, everybody deserves some, some level of forgiveness. Yeah. Don't have to forget, but everybody, yeah. everybody needs to be forgiven. That's and you need to forgive yourself for a lot of those things because they're in your rearview mirror now. Yeah, well, you know, and that's the thing. You know, I mean, a lot of people that has fourteen plus years clean and sober and been free for that long, they kind of want to keep it a secret. You know, you don't want people <laughs> to know that part about your life. You know, because you've gotten past it. But I think it's smart to use it to help others that are maybe just starting that journey of getting their, turning their life around. 
Well, Scott, we're going to take one more break before, and we, okay. when we come back, we'll be talking about some other things and then we'll wrap this thing up, okay? Don't you guys right. go anywhere. Right. We'll be right back. Get your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. And we're back. Hey, we we got a little time here left, but I think I got a couple more comments and I'm going to have Ben read these to me. What you got over there, Ben? Yeah, we got Lucy on the on Facebook chat said, Scott, I'm so proud of you. And then Theoa with another comment said, what a selfless act. Scott, they showing love, man. They show <laughs> that's what it's all about. Well, Scott, like I said, we uh, we only got a few minutes left, but uh, I want to ask you a quick question. How long have you lived in the Dallas area, and how do you like living there? Scott, there with here you? mostly since 1990, and I absolutely I love Dallas. Uh, the only place that I would move to in a heartbeat would be the Roaring Fork Valley of Colorado where my good friend Lucy that just typed in on something that she lives in Glenwood Springs where I went to high school. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. big shout out to Lucy. I appreciate the comment and yeah. really appreciate Theola for, for chiming in and, and giving Scott some love because I mean, I think it's well-deserved. I mean, that's a selfless act, man. I mean, that's, that's, I couldn't have said it any better. So, but you say you like well, the Dallas yeah. area. I do. It, it's, uh, uh, you know, there's no state income taxes here in Texas. The cost of living, well, used to be pretty good. Yeah. It's gone up quite, quite a bit, um, like everything else. But uh, the traffic kind of stinks a little bit. But yeah. uh, at least I live about a so, mile and a half from White Rock Lake, which is kind of like a, a central park would be in New York City where I can get on my bike and train. Um, everybody goes and runs and, uh, there's a little man-made lake in the middle of the park that, you know, everybody in the city uses at some point or the other. Yeah. I remember that. That's a, that's a really nice place. I mean, it's very yeah. relaxing. Yeah. Yes. Well, Scott, I have a, one final question. I ask yeah. every guest. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know whenever you do get some downtime, how do you get your happy home? You know, I get my happy on by getting on my bike. Uh, I can tell you that it's not always about intense riding. It, it, you, you, it, sometimes it's just going out there and breathing fresh air and enjoying um, you know, the, the, the mini adventure you do uh, wherever you might ride. I mean, I I know all the roads on, on the outskirts of the city because uh, there's a main group of guys that they ride out you know, south, they ride out in the country, and uh, it's very liberating. That's how I get my happy on. I That's all good, man. You know, yeah. I, I tell people all the time, you know, there's no one certain way to get your happy on. I mm -hmm. personally, it's pretty well documented that I like music as well. but uh, I do too. I, I, I like trying to dance. 
I'm not, I cannot <laughs> dance. I will be the first to admit. But you know what? It's something about thinking I can dance that makes me feel good. And the funniest part about it is I listen to music that's from the 80s, you know, some 90s. That's, well, about, I, that's about as far as I can go with the music. It's, it's funny you should mention that because one of the first videos I saw that you do on Get Your, get your Happy Friday on <laughs> uh, was you, you're playing Just Be Good to Me by, by the SOS band. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I haven't heard of that in years and i was like okay next thing you know he's maybe gonna play freakazoid or, or <laughs> no parking on the dancer but by, by midnight, uh, midnight, midnight star, star. <laughs> i'm like all right if he, if he starts playing that we, we may have a thing going on well hey god I, like i say i again i appreciate you for being on the show man yeah. and um happy to help you yeah and i appreciate it and you be sure and get those guys down in dallas uh, a heads up for me like i asked and all right we're gonna you, wrap you got, Go ahead. Okay. You got Eric's number, so give yeah, him a call. Yeah, I'm going to definitely do that. But look, I'm going to wrap this show up the way I always do. We have some comments if you want to read oh, those before. Oh, you got before. some comments? Yeah. yeah before it, what you got? Mike says he's watching from Dallas. And then Sarah said, Scott, you definitely deserve the love. Awesome thing you did. What? Man, look at look at the love, Scott. They showing love, man. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but it's well-deserved, though, Mike. Scott. I, I mean, guess, yeah. it really I, is, I, man, I, because... I know you know you're you're being real modest and humble about it, and I respect that as well. But man, I can't emphasize how big that is what you've done for that young man. So, well, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So you, um, yeah, you just keep doing big things, and and just know if nobody else told you, I'm extremely proud of you because you didn't have I'm to. I'm proud do of it. you. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna keep. I'm, proud of you. I'm gonna keep doing what I do, man. I'm. A, I mean, that's this is. Being positive and being happy and, and uplifting people, that's what it's all about. But Scott, I got to wrap this up the way I always do. Every day you bless the same. It's just another day in paradise. <laughs> and you got to get your happy old. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next Sunday. I know it's Super Bowl Sunday, but we'll be back. All right. See you, bud.